Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Freedom, freedom, freedom. The festival of freedom. Zman Cherutenu, the season of our freedom. How can we get there? How can we experience the sweet taste of freedom, knowing that we are still enslaved in so many ways? Can we feel truly free when we know that there are 65 million refugees desperately searching safety and places to live? Can we really call ourselves free when we know that we are still enslaved by our compulsions and our addictions and the ways in which we behave in patterns that we haven't learned, we haven't grown. So what is this festival of freedom? Yes, we tell the story, the narrative of our ancient past of a people who were enslaved to a cruel pharaoh who were brought out by an outstretched arm and by a liberation hero who took the people out, Moses. But the holiday is defined by, or for many of us anyway, it's defined by the preparation, by the cleaning out this substance that we call chametz, this leavened substance that is in our physical world and also inside our beings. This idea that in order to experience freedom, it may not actually be that we have to be transformed, that we have to break out all of our patterns of compulsive behavior, that we have to live in a fully redeemed world. No, it's aspirational. It's aspirational in terms of using the power of the story to tell ourselves a different story and to dream a different dream of a a future where all peoples in the world will experience freedom. But transpersonally, we get there through this extraordinary ritual of cleaning our environment, our physical environment, and a mirroring of a spiritual cleanse where we are looking inside and seeing all of the ways in which we have become like chametz. Chametz literally means it's the byproduct when something that is an agent of fermentation or leavening comes into contact with the grain. So one of the five grains that can be wheat or barley or rye or spelt or oats, when they come into contact with yeast, it becomes chametz. Something that many people never eat. Some of us eat way too much of. And at this time of the year, it becomes this kind of toxic substance that we have to get rid of. We sell it, we burn it, we rid our houses of it, we give it away, we throw it out, we obsessively clean, clean through all the cracks where 
our mates may have fallen. And we know that at the end of it, when we do, as many of us will on Sunday night, the Bidikat Chameitz, which is the searching for, for the Chameitz. Traditionally, we hide 10 pieces of Chameitz, crazy in itself, after we've spent some of us days and days cleaning, and then we put Chameitz back into our space, and we search with a feather and a candle. And the tradition is clear, it has to be a candle that candlelight that can illuminate dark spaces outside and inside and help us see what we might not otherwise see. And we find those pieces and then we make a declaration that basically says everything, whether we've seen it or not seen it, whether we found it or didn't find it, whether we knew about it or didn't know about it, from this moment on it's ka'afra da'ara, it's like dust in the air. And so we go through this process of cleaning and preparing and then negating and saying, you know what, I did what I could and I know I can never complete this task and I can never be fully rid of the external and the internal forces that puff me up with pride because internally the chametz is connected to ego, to pride, to self aggrandizement to narcissism and this idea that we get to the point where we just say you know what I've done all I can done all I can do for this year I have uh, rid myself of what I can rid myself and now rather than chametz I'm gonna be simple and humble like a like a matzah the matzah is the the symbol of it's the poor bread the the humble simple bread and so we get rid of the chametz and then we have the obligation on the first night of Pesach to eat the matzah, alachilat matzah, we say the blessing that says we are commanded to eat this matzah, this taste of freedom, this bread of affliction and bread of freedom, the dual symbolism. And as we eat it, it's like holy medicine. There's something about eating that first taste of matzah, and we're supposed to eat quite a significant amount of it. And we eat it, and we allow our senses, as we do with the other ritual foods of the Seder, to kind of transport us in an imaginary realm to something beyond, 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 beyond. The Seder has 15 steps. And those 15 steps from Kadesh, which is the, the blessing on the first cup of the wine, to Nirza, which is the, the, the final prayer that says, please, we've finished our Seder. Let the whole thing be, be acceptable and let us experience next year in, in Jerusalem. And those 15 steps that get us there, there's a beautiful artistic representation that I have in one of my Haggadahs that imagines those 15 steps of the Seder like the 15 steps to the southern entrance of the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, where the Levi'im, the Levites, would stand on those 15 steps, reciting the 15 psalms that begin Shia HaMalot, a song of ascents as they got higher and higher, and eventually would enter into the temple. And the idea that we 
have this spiritual ascension through the steps of the Seder and by the end we we have changed we've really thought about the ways in which we want to be different the four questions the classic four questions traditionally asked by the youngest child say which is usually translated as 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 why is this night different to all other nights but that's not really what it means it means how how is this night different from all other nights and many people ask the question how am I different how am I different this night to how I was last year and how do I want to be different in the coming year another powerful moment of the Seder is when we say Dayenu, we sing Dayenu Day Dayenu, Day Dayenu Dai dai ainu, dai ainu, dai ainu. Dai ainu says it would have been enough. It would have been enough if we got out of Egypt, but no. The Red Sea's part. It would have been enough if we got through the Red Sea, but no, we've got to receive Torah. And so on and so on through the the story. Every moment, a self-contained dai ainu moment, a moment of, of gratitude, and yet still there was more. This year I'm asking my Seder guests to think of dai ainu moments in their lives. What's your Dayenu moment, a moment where you feel so overwhelmed with gratitude for this moment, and yet still there was another moment? There are so many practices throughout the the Seder and throughout the whole week of Pesach, of this magnificent holiday of Passover, that enable us to experience a whole different reality. It becomes about the food, for sure. And it becomes about how much money this whole thing costs to buy the kosher for Pesach food and obsessing over the whether we have the right kind of hechsher, the right kind of kosher symbol on our, on our food. And in some ways those are important because they define the difference. But what's really important, like with everything else, like with everything else in in Jewish life, it's how we show up. Are we going to be puffed up with our own self-importance? Or are we going to be humble and authentic and real like the matzah? And by the way, one of the 15 steps of that seder is yachatz. Where we have these three matzahs and we take the middle one and we, we break it in half. And that breaking in half knows that Yes, the matzah may be simple and humble, but it's also broken. And we know that we're broken. And being whole in our brokenness, perhaps, or being willing to at least acknowledge our brokenness so we can be vulnerable and present with each other at the Seder table. Oh, yeah, I love Pesach. And it's exhausting, and it's baffling, and it's a little silly in some ways but I just uh, I want to really bless everybody who might be listening to this with a Chag Sameach Chag Sameach V'Kasher a kosher a joyful a liberating Pesach where we get to taste the sweet 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 taste of freedom and we get to wake ourselves up to the ultimate reality that we, we can't be truly free when so many others are suffering. 
and as well as being on our own personal journey we also need to connect to the journey of our ancestors and the truth that those narratives give us which is our obligation to stand up for displaced people everywhere to help those who are enslaved become free and to be part of a world part of creating a world where Eliyahu Hanavi Elijah the prophet is going to come and bring redemption that's why we have Elijah's cup Eliyahu Hanavi Eliyahu Hatishbi Eliyahu 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 Agiladi Elijah the prophet, Elijah the prophet, may he come and redeem us in our days and soon and bring Mashiach, bring messianic energy with him. Chag Sameach, my friends. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.